What's up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined, as always, by Glenninos Jr. And no one else. Matthews is not here today. Oh, because he's a guest. Yeah. He's oh, a guest. what do you know? Oh, what do you know? He's a guest. He's yeah, a guest. he's uh, he's spending his Super Bowl weekend in Vermont. Getting some cocaine. Getting some cocaine. Looking at some moose. Maybe skiing. Maybe uh, water skiing. Maybe he's you know hump, what I mean? pumping a pine tree. Water skeeting. Ah. <laughs> nice. This is Super Bowl week. Our first ever Super Bowl with the Stellar Cellar. And, uh, oh, what do you know? Patriots are in there. Yeah, again. I know. What a surprise, you know? The New England Patriots against the Los Angeles Rams. Who would have thought? Uh, not me. Not me. I picked the Saints and Chiefs. I picked the Patriots and the Rams, actually. So, <laughs> so it would have been you. <laughs> I guess it was me. So, yeah, through our playoff picks, Mason, you're leading with six right. I have five right. Souza has four right. Which so means that. We didn't even ask him for a Super Bowl pick because he doesn't matter. I'm assuming he picked the Patriots. Yeah, because he's, you know, bandwagon fan. Because he's typical. Yeah, typical. But, uh, so, so yeah, I have six right. Glenn has five right. Susan has four right. Obviously, there's only one game left, so Susan can't catch up to me. Uh, Glenn could catch up to me if he picks the right team, and I don't, obviously. I will get zero, then we'll get one, and then we'll tie. And then we'll go, we're going to do... Uh, to determine the tiebreaker, we're going to do the final score of the game. Whoever's closest, uh, we'll take it home. A nice pat on the back. Because right. we have nothing to give each other. Yeah, no, so. nothing but... Yeah, nothing. Nothing but pats. <laughs> nothing but pats. All right. No pun intended. So. Super Bowl. Here we go, baby. How do you think it's going to pan out? This is... This might be my most sizzling hot take of the year, Glenn. Really? We're, I think, we're doing it right now? Yeah, yeah. I think the Patriots... Wait, hold on. Sizzling hot takes <laughs> brought to you by Der Burgers. Mason, all the burgers. Good. Der. Uh, so, I think that the Patriots are going to blow doors on the Rams. Oh, my God. And anyone who knows me knows this is a hot take. Cause I, always is, think that, I always think the Patriots are going to lose. This is the hottest... This might be the hottest take all year. I know. So, let me get my reasoning here, okay? Okay. So, here we go. Patriots, I feel, have flipped the switch. Uh, ironically, during Buffalo, during the last two games against Buffalo and the, and the Jets, they've been a different team since then. Uh, you know, and a lot of people couldn't, myself included, didn't notice because, yes, they had good wins against those teams, but it's the Bills and the Jets. But then, not a lot of people assumed... That they were gonna beat the Chargers. I honestly, I think I picked I picked the Patriots, but I wasn't gonna be surprised if they lost. They ended up they ended up rolling. I picked the Patriots to be the Chiefs, but once again, I thought that the chances were slim. And uh, that game lived up to all the hype possible, but the Patriots eked out a win, and I just feel like. In my time being a Patriots fan, like an actual like devoted fan, I know they like went to Pittsburgh or something in like yeah they, they went to Pittsburgh in two thousand four I think what that was the year the Steelers when they won the Super Bowl in two thousand four it was the year the Steelers went like fifteen and one 
And they beat Pittsburgh? And they beat Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game in Pittsburgh, I yeah. think. But, regardless, uh, the Patriots never, as far as I've been a devoted fan, have never gotten, like, big key wins on the road. Like, 2013, they go into Denver, they lose. The final score of that game, I think, was, like, 28-17. It should have been a lot worse than that. They, they were far and away. I think it was worse. an eight-point game. Or a two-point game. No, that was 2015. 2015 oh. was the year that the Patriots had scored two-point conversion to tie the game at the end of the end of the game, and Brady threw a pick. That's right on the two-point yep. conversion play. Yep. Uh, but so yeah, I've never really seen them win a clutch game in a stadium where also historically they haven't played well. Patriots don't play well mile high, so like whatever. But like they also don't play well in Arrowhead. Brady's I've said it all year. I know it's only a broken record, but like Brady's one of one of Brady's first. Worst QBRs. Yeah, we get it. He sucks, Mike. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks and blows. Yeah. But, so, I was surprised. I just think this is a different team. Also, I like the Patriots matchups against the Rams. Uh, I think there's potential for Rob Gronkowski to have a very big game. Um, Because if... It's a matchup problem for them. They don't really have... As far as I know, the Rams... Talent is on their front four and in their secondary. And even in their secondary, their talent is spotty at best at times. Uh, so you're going to have a problem with James White coming out of the backfield, especially if, if their linebackers can't cover. Um, I don't know a whole lot about their linebacking core, to be honest, but from what I've heard on the radio this week and from what I've seen on social media, their linebacking core is not that good. So they're going to have problems with James White at the backfield. And they're going to have problems covering Gronk then because more often than not, you're going to have to put a linebacker on a Gronkowski probably to cover him. So I don't know. Also, the Patriots' offensive line has been flawless in these past two games. They haven't even had – I don't think Brady got sacked in both games, which is ridiculous. Um, especially with the the, um, the lines they've got against. Melvin Ingram, uh, Joey Bosa, and then last uh, the last game, D. Ford, uh, Chris Jones, and, D. Ford. and uh, Justin Houston. All very good uh, D linemen. And the Patriots offensive line was flawless, essentially. Brady was like not even hurried on most of his plays. So that's the thing. Um I think that the Patriots have a definitive advantage. Personally, as long... Well, see, I I say that. I don't even think that the Rams are really going to be able to get pressure because the Patriots get the ball out so fast. Tom Brady gets the ball out so fast that I don't think Donald or Sue or Brockers or or Fowler or whoever is going to be able to get to him. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I feel like... I feel like Bill Belichick should be able to scheme something up to confuse Jared Goff. Also, if the Patriots can take the run game away and Jared Goff can't rely on play action, this game is going to be a cakewalk. I mean, that's easier said than done. Todd Gurley's one of the best backs in the league, uh, even though he's a little overrated because of offensive line is so good. Yep. Um, and then, you know, C.J. Anderson is, honestly, he's not that bad of like a like a guy who scraps for some yards for it. He's he was played well in the playoffs. So, 
I mean, like, if you can stop that run game, I really don't think they're going to have a problem. I think that they can throw some schemes at Jared Goff that can confuse him. Um, if he has to rely... We've, we've seen it in games this year where Jared Goff has had to rely on just passing the ball like in shotgun. He's not that good at it. He usually throws like two to three picks. You know what I mean? So... And if you get turnovers against the Patriots, I feel like Tom Brady, Tom Brady will make you pay. You know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, I like the Patriots. I think they're gonna win. Give my score. Give your score. I think they're gonna win thirty-five to eighteen. <laughs> thirty-five to eighteen. Yeah, baby. Um. Which means because I said that, the exact opposite is going to happen, and the Patriots are going to get blown out. So. Oh, but because you said that, it's I mean, just a bunch of reverse. Squidward's making my house dirty, which makes it clean. Yeah. Um, okay. That's that's a hot take. Yeah. Patriots blowing them out. I'm going to say this. My hot take is that Jared Goff outdoors. Tom Brady in a shootout, Ooh. similar to Nick Foles last year. If that happens two years in a row, I might just kill myself. And the thing is, now here's the thing, Mason. I have to pick the Rams if I want to compete with you for picks. I don't want to pick the Rams <laughs> because I think the Patriots are going to win. But the Rams can win this game on any given Sunday. The Rams have the best defensive player in the league, Aaron Donald. Differences from the Rams with um, Aaron Donald, Sue, the guys they got on the line from the Chiefs and the Chargers is that they can rush four guys and still get pressure. They don't have to blitz. They don't have to, you know, do anything out of the ordinary. Wade Phillips, um, I think, is going to be ready. And I think if they can get pressure Tom Brady, at least make them – they don't have to sack him, but make them feel uncomfortable, make them see a little ghosts – then it's going to mess up something. And what the Rams have been doing through the playoffs, although a lot of people argue they shouldn't be there because of a non-call, they've been taking, much like the Patriots are known for doing, the best weapon out of your game. Against the Cowboys, they completely diminished Ezekiel Elliott in the run game, made him one-dimensional, had a pass. Against the Saints, they took away Michael Thomas. He was nothing. Um... If they take away something from the Patriots, I would want to say they want to take away Julian Edelman. Yeah, probably him. And I think um, if they take away Julian Edelman, see, like, they're going to have to rely on somebody else. And years past, it could be Gronk. But is Gronk going to be as effective as he was in years past like he was in Super Bowl Forty Nine? Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know. Somebody could step up big like a Philip Dorsett. Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. If the Patriots do what they've been doing and running the football and being balanced, and like say if like their running backs have like a total of like thirty-five carries, and Brady has a total of like thirty-five passing attempts, it's not even gonna be close. You're, you're gonna be absolutely right. That's what I'm saying. I think. I think it, it depends. This game depends. It hinges on the run game for both sides. I think personally. And the thing is, both teams have such a good offensive line. Um, the Rams. Offensive line has been nothing but stellar. Oh, plug. Patriots offensive line has been nothing but stellar. Um, something's going to have to give. And I think, believe it or not, 
Like, you can't believe I'm saying this, but if the Rams haven't won a chance to win, they have to put the ball in Tom Brady's hands and take away the run game. Yeah. Because if they, they're they running, there's no, no way you can virtually stop the Patriots. I agree. Sony Michelle, Burkhead, and then you got Brady throwing the ball. It's going to have to be a game that's a shootout, like last year, where Brady has over 50 passing attempts, and it's just back and forth. And I think it could be one of those games, which is why I'm picking the Rams. Even though I don't want to, I have to. And I kind of want like I want to see them win, but I think the Patriots are going to win. Um, but the Rams are going to win this game. 34-31 to 31 by a field goal. And it might come down to Greg the leg. Oh, boy. Or it came down to Steven Goskowski. I would kill myself, dude. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I should have. I should have. I should have thirty-four instead of thirty-five for the Patriots. Because Stephen Goskowski is going to miss at least one extra point in this game. Because it happens. He hasn't missed one in the playoffs yet. He's good for one every year. So. Yeah, I mean, the way the Rams been running the ball too with C.J. Anderson, it's, it's been a joke. C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. Best pregnant. C.J. Anderson has been their most consistent player throughout the playoffs. Best pregnant athlete since Serena Williams. Yeah. That's that's a really good take. <laughs> um, but, no, it should be good. I think also it's going to come down to a big coaching play by Sean McVay. Kind of like I keep referring to last year's Super Bowl, but Doug Peterson going for it on fourth and goal. Philly special. And the Philly special. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're going to have like some crazy trick play for him, but just decision-making by Sean no, McVay. It'll probably happen, though. I mean, all Sean you, McVay all, did it in, uh, against the Saints. He had that, he had that fake punt, which kind of kick-started their offense a little bit and yep. allowed them to compete in that game. Because otherwise, it looked like the Saints are going to roll them. But yep, it's just uh, decision making by Sean McVay has always seemed more aggressive than not. I feel like there's going to be one point in the game that's going to be a big play where he goes for it on fourth down, whether it's a fourth and goal, a fourth and five, and a big conversion, and uh, it's going to be the difference. Yeah. And we're going to see. This could be. I guys explain those two narratives to your story of the Super Bowl, Tom Brady's first Super Bowl victory. Against the Rams. Maybe Tom Brady's last Super Bowl victory. Against the Rams. Against the Rams. Poetic. Or maybe the Patriots dynasty begun with a victory against the Rams in the Super Bowl. Maybe a Rams dynasty can begin with a victory against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, hopefully not. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. What the fuck do we know? Uh, This is a fantasy podcast. Yeah, I know, honestly. So who's going to have the big fantasy day? Um... No, uh, <laughs> say, uh, I'd say probably Brady. I'd say he's a pretty safe bet. I'm thinking James White will have a pretty pretty big impact in the game. Um, <clears throat> as far as Rams go, I'm looking for the Brandon Cooks revenge game. You know, I feel like the Patriots all season have been getting killed by former Patriots. Like when we played the Titans. And we got lit the fuck up by Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler, and Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis! He was talking mad shit after the game, too. I, I don't blame him. There was a, oh, uh, and then we went to Detroit. We get our doors blown off by fucking Matt Patricia. So, I don't know, man. This, is a, su- this is a Super Bowl, though. Yeah, I know, but I'm feeling a Brandon Cook's revenge game. He'll probably be concussed by the second quarter. That's true. I'm, I'll do a quick bet on that. No, you know what the thing is, though, is like... If I'm if I'm a Patriots, I put J.C. Jackson on Brandon Cooks, and I say, give him as much fucking pressure as you possibly can to the line. 
and then put Gilmore on, on um, Robert, Woods. Robert Woods. And then I say, all right, um, you're going to beat us with Josh Reynolds, and that's who you're going to beat us with. Or, uh, what's their tight end's name? Everett, right? Yeah, Everett and Higby. Yeah, Ned Bigby. Ned <laughs> Bigby. So, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm going to be much more comfortable with that. But then also the Patriots have to worry about the run. I mean, it's going to be who I feel like it's going to be whoever dictates dictates the uh, the the clock kind of. So you think for the Rams, Brandon Cooks going to have the big fancy game, not CJ Anderson? It's well potentially. See, okay, so if the run the run game, like I just feel like their entire offense hinges on how good their run game is. Like I said, Jared Goff when he's not throwing play action. Like if you watch Jared Goff, I feel like I think on the radio, like seventy or eighty percent of his plays, he's in, uh, he's under center. He's not even in shotgun. Like he, they, he, they don't do that thing where you just line everybody outside and fucking chuck the ball. He doesn't do that shit because they don't really have confidence in in him doing that. I guess I don't know if they have don't have confidence in reading defenses or whatnot. But so if the as, as the run game goes their offense will go. So you know honestly I wouldn't be surprised if Todd Gurley had a big day too. I think Todd Gurley needs to have a good game for them to win. I agree. Like he needs to find the end zone once. He needs to get the majority of the carries. All due respect to CJ Anderson, I mean, you know, it's pretty crazy what he's been doing in the playoffs, but Todd Gurley's your man. This is where Todd Gurley yeah. has to shine. And if he doesn't, that just puts more fuel to the fire he's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cousins. Jared Goff is the first number one overall pick to reach the Super Bowl this quickly in his third year. Really? That's a step for you. Wow. Yeah. ESPN? Probably. Yeah. Um, do you think he, Do you think he's ready for the moment? I think so. I mean, look, man, like, well, it's different because, like, you can't, the Super Bowl you really can't equate to any other game because of the buildup and all the stuff that happens beforehand. Like, it, 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 in a vacuum, you'd be like, well, he played in the NFC Championship game and he didn't really have a problem there. That's a huge game. But, I mean, like, the Super Bowl is just so different because you have the two-week break, you got all the media availability and shit going into the game on Sunday. You know what I mean? I feel like... And you know everybody in the world's watching. Yeah, exactly. Because the Super Bowl is like... I mean, maybe besides, like, the World Cup because the World Cup is, like, an international thing, but, like... World Cup sucks. Okay. Great. Now all of our other football fans just tuned out. I don't give a shit. Well, anyway, uh, what the fuck was I saying? I'm like Kurt Angle. <laughs> you were saying uh, the women's Super Super Bowl big game. Oh yeah, Super Bowl Super Bowl is a big game. Uh, like maybe not as big as the World Cup, but uh, besides that, I feel like the amount of people that watch the Super Bowl is like an astronomical amount. You know, especially. This game this year, you know, like, you have the Patriots, and then you have the Rams, which is one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. So, like, like the league literally could not lose with any matchup that they got, whether it was Saints-Chiefs or Saints-Patriots. Saints-Patriots probably were the best for them. And then, uh... I think Rams-Chiefs rematch would have been cool. Rams-Chiefs. Because of their regular season game. Yeah, but, like, they couldn't lose, because either way, you were getting, like, two good offenses, like, two... Good teams going against each other. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't, like, a team where you were like, oh, whatever. Like, last year, if, if Jacksonville had beaten the Patriots. I mean, I'm going to have a Philly-Jacksonville Super Bowl. Ugh. Think about that. 
would have been gross. I mean, I still would have watched, but... Yeah, so would I. It, but... f- it felt like it wouldn't have meant this more. Like, yeah, imagine, like... imagine if Nick Foles did what he did against Jacksonville, and then, yeah, like... Blake Bortles. It's like, whoa, whoop de doo <laughs> dude. Oh, great, you beat the boat. Congrats. <laughs> the boat. Yeah, like... yeah kind of didn't feel right, Jacksonville, going to the Super Bowl, so... That's probably why it didn't happen. Yeah, and that's when God strike their... They struck their chances down. He was like, all right, that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> enough of that. And then he killed Brendan Borges by slowly tearing out his heart. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he'll be ready. I know it's a big spot. But we've seen guys we didn't think would be ready be ready. Nick like, Foles. <laughs> Nick Foles. Uh, Eli Manning. <laughs> Eli Manning. Is that the most impressive Super Bowl performance in history? The first one? I guess so. I don't know. Like going against an undefeated team and then... Well, it didn't help. Brady played like hot ass in that game too. He was awful in that game. But like... I don't know. I wouldn't say most impressive, but like... I think he made he made more impressive throws in the f- second game. Oh, yeah. Like that throw to Murray. Like the David Tyree throw is that's, like... That's like that's once, once in a million. Well, we thought it was once in a million. Then Jermaine Curse happened, so... And then they still lost. And then they still lost. And then the loss, and I was right. But uh, that Mario Manningham catch on the sideline, that was a absolute dime of a pass. And then Manningham to have the skill to tap his feet and then, you know, literally do nothing else in his career after that, which really pisses me off still to this day. Yeah. You know, hot take. Uh, not really hot take. But I actually, the 2011 Super Bowl loss actually hurt me more than the 2007 one. Hmm. Because I was still a young, impressionable child yeah. in 20, 2011. I was like... And you believed in justice. You thought the Patriots were going to get their revenge. I think I was... How old was I in 2011? Probably like five. Actually, I was... No, you are probably like 26. Was, yeah. Because <laughs> you're like 40 no. now. <laughs> I think I was 15. So I was like... You know what? I was like, this is when they get redemption. I was like, they make up for the loss they had. And then the Giants just took a shit on my fucking chest and said, Ha! You fucking thought, bitch. And to this day, it still hurts me more. So think about, all right, let's talk about the Patriots for a second. Um, let's talk about the Patriots' Super Bowl history. Because now, they've been in ten Super Bowls. It's Tom Brady's ninth. Yeah. What do you think Tom Brady's best Super Bowl performance was? Probably against Seattle. I think so, too. Because the fact they were down 14 against the Legion of Boom in the fourth quarter and Tom Brady led them back is ridiculous. I mean, you could say 28-3, too, but at the same time, you, you needed, like... shit in the first half. Yeah, and they also needed... You needed a lot of stuff Dude, to happen. 20, all right, first of all, like, I was re-watching that game the other day. Yeah. There is, like, that's another... You talk about David Tyree, one in a million. Yeah. If you give that situation going 28-3 to three in the third quarter, one in a million, anybody ever comes back like that. Like, everything went the right way for the Patriots in that last... I know. Like, half, half, of 16 was, half of it was the Atlanta Falcons' own fault. Dude, third and one, they have the ball. The Atlanta Falcons do. Yeah. Matt Ryan drops back and gets fumbled. Third and one, and you have like a, a two-score lead. They had the fumble. Then they had they could have even after that they could have kicked a field goal. Yeah, and, still and then they drop ball. back again. It's holding. Like I was just like, I remember sitting here just dumbfounded. Like, what are we doing? It was funny because it was as soon as you showed up, they started. I know. Back. I know. It was crazy. But the thing is, is like, and I think the Patriots have this effect on everybody. Um, they feel like they have to do more in order. Yeah, to win. and I feel like coaches just out coach themselves. Yeah. 
And, and the thing is, like, I don't know if Sean McVay will do that. He might. But we've seen it so many times in the past. I say, I think more... Even, even, even in Super Bowl 49, throwing the ball on the one-yard line. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. Like, I get it. You know, Bill Belichick's great and stuff like that. But the coaches, like, that go against him, out-coaching themselves. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Well, I think it more coincides with who Dan Quinn is now, now that we've, like, seen the Falcons for, you know, with him as a coach for an extended period of time now. Falcons are a dumb team still. You know what I mean? They still do stupid shit like that all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's not like he learned from his lesson. I guess he's just a fucking idiot. It's, it's but, just bad. But, yeah, I, I'd say either... I, I don't even think I could... Like, obviously, 28-3 is, like... That's, like, an anomaly. Like, I, I don't even think I can put that, like, in... If you're, like, talking about Brady's top performances. I don't even think I can put that in there. Because it's, like, so many other things needed for that to happen. To put him in that situation to begin with. You know what I mean? Whereas, like... The Legion of Boom, like, and the Seahawks, like. Do you mind, dude? Like, I'm trying to give a take here, Tundra. Jesus, dude. Legion of Boom is probably the best defense that we've seen in our time watching football. Or at least, like, top three. You know what I mean? I think them or uh, 2015 Denver. Yeah, 2015 Denver. Or even the, uh... One of the years the Ravens won, it was like really their defense was really good. Are you thinking of 2012? Maybe. I don't. I'm not like positive, but what? Regardless, uh, I could. You could honestly make an argument for last year's Super Bowl. Even like lost the game. Tom Brady was yeah, lights out. I, I was game. gonna say that too. He was great. I mean, yeah. besides the, the strip sack at the end, but even then, Marcus Cannon turned into a turnstile. So you know. Like Marcus Cannon is wont to do. He's been playing well now. He has been playing well. Actually, that was like the only bad play he had all season. Or not all season, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> literally at the worst time possible. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, uh, yeah, Super Bowl Forty Nine for Tom Brady was really good. Um, Super Bowl 51 was just... It was just a joke. Yeah, I just think too many things need to line up in order I to... I actually, honestly, I think James White should have won MVP. I think so, too. He was, like, the biggest reason why we came back in that game. That's why James White is, like, who he is now yeah. because of what he did in that game. Like, he was he was ridiculous in that game. I thought that he should have won MVP, too, to be honest. But, hey, man. I mean, I'm not going to take away from Tom Brady. I mean, if anyone, you can't say that he didn't deserve it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Did Deion Branch deserve his MVP when he won? I was against the Eagles. Was it against the Eagles or was it against the... Um, Panthers? Panthers. I think it was against the Eagles. I think it was against the Eagles. I'll be honest, I don't really know much about like the Patriots winning when I was younger. I didn't really pay attention to football back then. Yeah. I, I just remember my parents brought bought a new TV for the... Back in the day, dude. My parents went to Circuit City. Yeah, back when that was still around. And... They had, like, a special for the Super Bowl. You could get, like, a 60-inch TV. It's the TV that we have upstairs. We got that thing in 2004. It's, like, an absolute tank now. But, like, back then, it was, like, cutting-edge, high-definition. And now it looks like shit. But that's all I remember about the Super Bowl. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, they were talking about it on first take, I think, earlier this week. If um, Pages lose this game, does it affect Brady and Belichick's legacy at all? Um... I don't, personally, I don't think so. I feel like if you're, like, 
someone who's like a, a Brady and Belichick hater, like Max Kellerman or something, like it adds fuel to your argument. For me personally, it doesn't take away because like, yeah, Brady might be five and four in Super Bowls, but he still reached nine Super Bowls, which is unprecedented. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Joe Montana's like four and zero record like looks so better. It's kind of like, like the LeBron Jordan argument, like LeBron going eight straight years to the finals. I mean, granted, Brady obviously has a better record than yeah, LeBron. But I think it's different, too, though. For for fo- Football is, like, built for parity within the league. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the fact Definitely that, harder to reach the Super Bowl than it is in NBA. The J, fact the Patriots have had a dynasty for this long is a joke. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not, we, I don't think we'll ever see anything like this ever again in any sport. The, like, unless it's football again. But even then, like I said... Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, the Red Sox. But, like... It's just... Well, see, I don't think you can call the Red Sox Dynasty. No, I'm, I'm talking about like, Dynasty starts now. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, you can't call the Red Sox a Dynasty because it's not the same core. It's not the same core. I mean, also, they had two last place finished seasons like yeah. interspersed in between there. So, But, yeah, the, the Patriots, I don't think we'll, we'll ever see something as successful as they're doing right now. I don't really think if they lose, it takes away. For, for me... Brady winning his fourth was probably the biggest one for his legacy because that proved that, like, you know, like, the three early in his career, like, weren't, yeah, like, some sort of anomaly or something and that he was never going to do it again because a lot of people were like, oh, well, he won a Super Bowl, but ever since Spygate happened, like, he still hasn't won it. And, like, he hasn't won shit, but, like, you know, they put that to bed. Especially the way they did it. Yeah. Coming back down 14. Like, against arguably one of the best defenses in the history of the league. Yeah. So, like... I don't know, man. Like, it really doesn't bother me that much, personally. But I don't think it does at it, all. I win or lose, I think it's still like I said. It just it, it's like it like done. I, like proves the naysayers right. I guess like Kellerman or uh, what's his name that fucking uh, Nick Wright or those those and, uh, Ron, dweebs, uh, bro. What's his name? Is it Ron Hopper? Ron Howard, I think. Rob Howard. I think it's Ron. Ron. I don't know. Some faggot. Rob Stewart? Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Something. I I know what you're talking about. It's either Ron or Rob something. That stupid guy who says Brady's the low, the luckiest of all time. That's such a bad take, bro. Like, well, yeah, no. He, obviously, yeah, Brady's greatness like, is... Shut the fuck up, dude. All right, you want to say, like, the Falcons? Even then, dude, that wasn't luck. It's just the Falcons' ineptitude to get on the fucking way. Well, it was a lot of luck. Dude. Well, I mean... Edelman's catch. No, skip. <laughs> that was that was insane. That was concentration. Oh come on! I mean, yeah, it was luck, but at the same time, you can see him like it wasn't like he was like he like looked away and left his hands there, and the ball just fell into his hands. Like he still tried to catch the ball. You know what I mean? Luck of the coin toss too. They just getting the ball first. Oh, can we that. talk about that for a second? Because like this is something that's come up like since the game last week of the NFC and AFC championship. It's always been a thing, like. Ever yeah. since they have, you know, the rule where we score a touchdown. But the thing is, though, dude, is that, like, it's the best way to determine it. Because think about it, all right? So, for argument's sake, let's say they change the rule. Each team gets a possession, right? So, Patriots go down against Kansas City. They score a touchdown. The Chiefs go down against Kansas City, or against New England. They score a touchdown. It goes to sudden death anyway. You know what I mean? No, I think they're, they're arguing to have it more like um, college football rules. College football rules are gay. I mean... It makes it more exciting, but I understand, like, don't want these guys playing, you know, fucking an extra 
yeah. hour what, of what happened? Wasn't there like a game in college a few years ago that went the final score was like 85 to 70? They also started like the 30-yard line on the other person. Yeah, okay. See, that's stupid. But then once again, it still goes to sudden death. You know what I mean? Like you still have to score, you know what I mean, and like on both sides. still goes to sudden death. So it's like you're never going to take that element out of the game. It's not like you can't have it like basketball or hockey uh, or even – even baseball. Well, baseball, yeah, it goes extra innings. So, like, even even baseball, it's like, you can't have it like those other sports. It just doesn't work that way. It's not the way football works. I mean, I just want to, like, fundamentally change the way the game works. You're going to have someone coming down to, like, not being able to have possession. I think, I think it just should be a game of match. Like, say if Pages come down and score a touchdown, Chiefs come down and score a touchdown. Pages come down and get a field goal, Chiefs can win with a touchdown, or if the Patriots stop them, then it's over. Like, it's like, just be like... Other team matches it. It's all depending on who gets to do what first. That, yeah. That's what the coin toss. I guess, be. but you're still going to keep having have that problem of it. I mean, you could, but eventually somebody makes a mistake, gets a stop, whatever. I, I don't have a problem with the overtime rule now, but I can I see either. I can see the argument because it used to be just drive down the field, get a field goal. No, see that that's bullshit. Yeah. Like that's not fair. See, at least this opportunity. You get here's an idea, revolutionary. You ready for this? Ready. Get a stop on defense. <laughs> It's easier said than because think of it this way: like, I, I get it, but you want to see you want to see kind of both teams have a shot to have an opportunity, like in, in a Super Bowl where the Patriots get the coin toss, see Brady come down the field, get the touchdown, league MVP doesn't even get a chance to respond. Same thing you know, with Pat Mahomes and overtime. The MVP was too busy taking sacks and putting himself out of field. Yeah, I mean, position. like obviously they shouldn't be in that position anyway, but you know, also the Chiefs do. They had, especially the Chiefs, no one should have an argument in that game. Their defense had four opportunities. They were third and ten. Get a stop. Yeah, that was bad. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, fucking, dude, didn't even get a chance to score. Yeah, well, they should have had one if they got a fucking stop. Maybe, uh, or here's an idea. They wouldn't even have gone to overtime if D4 wasn't a fucking moron, didn't line off offsides. That's true. So, I mean, I don't know, dude. But, I mean, Pat Mahomes did come down, and they got a field goal to tie it. If yeah, could, no. you could argue if there was more time on the clock, they would have a chance. To I score, just think but. people are so salty about that, dude. But it's like, dude, it's the rules. Yeah. Like you can't. You, there's, you're never gonna be able to make it so that everybody's happy. You know what I mean? Like, want to talk about rules? How about the non-call? Oh my god, dude! I feel like we shouldn't talk about this for too long because everyone's already beating it into the ground. But how the fuck do you miss that? I I don't know. How the fuck do you miss that? I don't know. And like when you look at the replays, there's two two referees like on the sideline of the play where it happened. Yeah, I know. I saw it. And they just woke up. They just give the incomplete <laughs> sign. Like they're not even phased by it. Like what are we doing? Water. What are we doing here? And think about it like it happened to the Saints. Imagine if it happened to like the Patriots or like the Cowboys or like a team that was more like you know, like, the fans were more, like, well-respected and, like, the uproar it would bring. Yeah, I know. Imagine that. Like. But, see, I feel like the the fan bases of those teams would be more offended. That's what I'm saying. But, like, the national outcry wouldn't have been as great. Because, yeah. you know, like, yeah, the, the people people like the Cowboys. Like, the Cowboys have a large following, but a lot of people hate, hate the Cowboys. Yeah, you love them or hate them. Yeah. Same thing with the Patriots. Same thing with the Patriots. Yeah. So, I feel like if that had happened, people would have been like, Ah oh, man, that sucks, but they make the See, call. See, what the Saints is, it's like, people just like, oh, okay, that sucks. I mean, sucks to be them. No, I no, think that's fucking bullshit. Nobody, yeah, but nobody's like gonna, you know. I mean, there's not anything you can do. Yeah. I, 
Well, actually, I imagine, imagine people saying, "Oh, yeah, let's replay the game." Let's. Go, I learned let's that go te- to the technically, floor. the commissioner has the power to overturn the results of a game. That's the most stupidest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. I'm just saying he has the power to do it. Imagine that. I wouldn't say he should do it if he really wanted to get people on his shit list. <laughs> yeah, he, he he needs to go in the first place. But if he did that, like, I don't see how he can do that. Reggie does such a fucking. Because the thing movie. is, it's like, obviously, that call is crucial to a game. Yeah. Saints can run out the clock. Kick a field goal. Exactly. They still have to run out the clock. They still have to kick the field goal. Yeah. If no. Will Lutz misses the field goal, then what's the point of the call? I don't. Anyway? I don't like saying that. I'm one of these people who say like, "Oh yeah, officiate, officiated made the call that determined the outcome of the game." It's like you can't say that. There were plenty of opportunities yeah. for both teams to influence the outcome of the game prior and probably after that point. Let's not forget the Rams were down 14 points. Yeah. They came back. Let's also not forget that the Saints scored. Three times they kicked field goals at the beginning of the game. If they had gone up 21-28-0, that game would have been over in the first quarter. Let's also not forget if the Saints score a touchdown in overtime, we're not even talking about this. Yeah, that also gets taken away from the fact. Like, all right, I get it kind of because, like, after that call, I feel like the air was kind of sucked out of the building a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the Rams got momentum after that. But imagine, all right, imagine this. Now, here's the overtime rule. Imagine that call happens. It goes to overtime. They come down kicking field goal. It goes to overtime. And the Rams win the toss and then get a touchdown. Oh, my God. After that. That would have been some... <laughs> that would have been... But instead, we saw one of the reasons why the Saints only won a Super Bowl because of Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Drew Brees throwing one of the worst back foot picks I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if you didn't see the guy on his face, but he threw it up and it just landed in the Rams' hands. It was hands. like, dude, it was just like, he literally... Like, I don't know what he was doing. Hello? He just, like, threw it at the ground. He just, he, like, airmailed it, dude. Yep. Like. I think he got hit while he threw. Didn't see the guy, and that was it. That was the game. So bad, bro. And they only needed, like, five more yards to get in Greg DeLuck's field goal range. I mean, I sympathize with the fans, though, because. It shouldn't have came down to that. It's just the fact that the call was, like, you know, like, there's bad calls. But that's, like, bordering on the, like, line of. Almost, you feel like they intentionally didn't make the call because they didn't want to make the call. You know what I mean? Like, probably not. You you but, you can see like even in playoff football, like there's a lot of non calls that happen. Yeah. And anything, but it's usually close. Yeah. Like, it's usually like not. Like, it's like I get it. You you're an official. Officials know like in most sports, you put the whistle away in like the last two minutes yeah. of a game. Yeah. But but when something when something that egregious happens, and then it's like it's like come on, man, you gotta make that call. Yeah. That you know you you can't you can't not make that yeah. call. Yeah. And then and also the, the way the NFL handled it too, where like Roger Goodell didn't talk to any of the players or the coaches or anything. He barely spoke about it at his press conference this past week. It's like, dude. Come on, man. Like, you're the commissioner of the fucking league. Grow some balls. Say some shit about it. Be like, it's really easy what you what you have to say. Obviously, people are going to be pissed. You say, oh, well, there's a human element in the game. You know, our officials made a mistake. You know, we're going to work to make sure that something like this doesn't happen again. That's all you got to say. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got to say. I should be the fucking PR person in the NFL. You should. That's all they got to say, dude. And but, then um, people at least will be like, well, at least they said something, but it's still bullshit. And then it, it dies after like a week or two. But instead, you, got, you keep... Let it go on and on because you don't say anything. You don't nip it in the butt. You know what I mean? Like, you should just get out in front of it, say whatever, and then let it go. You think they're going to make a rule change? <sighs> See, here's the thing I'm fearful of is that they did this last year in the Super Bowl against the Patriots where I, there was a controversial catch 
either in the I no, it wasn't in Jacksonville or New England. It was in the game between Philadelphia and was it the Rams in the NFC Championship game? No, it was Vikings. Vikings. Was it the Vikings? Yeah, they blew them out. There was like a controversial catch call in one of those games, and like people were like really butthurt about it. And then in the they like must have told the referees they they do this they tell the referees like look out for shit after that. And then uh, Corey Clement had that catch in the back of the Super Bowl, which all year was not a catch. And then they ruled it a catch in the Super Bowl. It's like I just hope that they don't go overboard with you know like hand guarding and pass interference in the Super Bowl because fun fact Brandon Cooks actually he's one of the leaders in passing yards in the NFL but draws the most pass interference he draws the most pass interference yards I think it's not even close compared to anybody else that's pretty he had like last year he had a game I think against uh, might have been against Jacksonville actually he had like 112 yards receiving he had like 75 yards of pass interference yards he gets a lot, too, with the Rams. Yeah. I mean, well, this year with the Rams. That's what I'm saying. I'm nervous about that. You know, I mean, hopefully they call it both ways, obviously. But, like, it's just something that has me a little bit nervous because I feel like the NFL likes to kind of change the rules on the fly sometimes when shit like that happens. But. Do you think they'll add, like, a maybe, like, a fact you can challenge a penalty? No, because just the way they would have to implement that would be so weird because, like, Okay, so let's say they call pass interference. Coach challenges it. They look at it. They say, all right, it's uh, still pass interference. You lose your timeout, and then... But like maybe have like your regular two challenges, and then have like one penalty challenge. Okay, but if you have a penalty challenge... Like, for half or something. What, what's your penalty for getting it wrong? You lose it. No, but I feel like... There would have to be some more. Or you lose a timeout. I guess. Same thing. It would be the ch- treated the same way as a regular challenge. The thing is, you can't challenge penalties. Yeah, but That's but also, what if there's a non-call or something? Then you could challenge to say it was I don't, a I don't know, dude. I feel like that would be... I, I, I say, I, replay if, already has too much of a, of a fucking influence but, in the but game that's, now. But that's why, that's why it's limited. You only, you only get two challenges uh, per half. Well, no, yeah. per game, isn't it? Two yeah, challenges per game. Per game. Yeah. yeah. So if you had one penalty challenge where you could challenge either a non-call or this, but I think if you challenge a non-call and you save it for, like, a game-winning drive and, like, say you challenge something saying this guy was held and they don't call because technically there's holding on every play. Yeah. It's just whether it's blatant or not. And it could affect, you know, the outcome of a game. Say if a guy scores on that play yeah. where no non-call for holding is. It, it would just be like you would only be able to challenge, like, pass interference, I think, cause, because – it would get stupid because you'd be like, "Oh, look, this guy was holding this guy on on the offensive line." That think, happens in every. Play. I think you're challenge face mask too. That could make sense too. Because there's been a lot of calls where guys don't grab the face mask or grab them by like the shirt or whatever, and they call you the or horse even the, collar. The one against the uh, between the Patriots and the Chiefs. Yeah, that wasn't face mask. I mean, I guess Houston did technically hit Brady's face mask, but he didn't grab it. He just like grazed it a yeah. little bit, and the, uh, I think it was Cleet Blakeman. Saw it from behind. Saw his head move. We called it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It would have to be for certain penalties. Because stuff like holding, you can't. Yeah, no, absolutely Or like not. illegal contact. or I don't know. But So, yeah, Saints aren't going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That sucks for them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really... I don't care. Yeah. I mean, 
Dude, they'll win again. They just need another hurricane. Yeah, that's it. Just another natural disaster. Maybe, you know, Drew Brees with all these records and uh, can get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, probably. Patriots and Rams, huh? What do you think? <laughs> what do I think? Yeah, what do you think? How am I doing? How are you doing? <laughs> um, oh, man. I don't know, dude. I'm, like, not nervous for this game. I mean, what do you have to be nervous about? That's what I'm saying. As far as I'm concerned, this is a successful season, too, because of all the bullshit that's been happening behind the scenes and everyone in the media be like, oh, the Patriots fucking suck now. I mean, obviously, I, it, it would stamp an even more emphasis on if they won. Yeah, obviously. Kind of like how when the Patriots won in in Atlanta, uh, or against Atlanta, it was like a big middle finger to Roger Goodell being like, oh, you took Brady away for four games. Guess what? Didn't matter. <laughs> we still won. Yeah. I don't know. But I am looking forward to it. Me too. I've been looking Obviously forward to a football week. fan. Um, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait for the XFL next year. <laughs> We're trying out, right? I want to. All right. But, uh, Catch us on the XFL. Super Bowl Sunday is tomorrow. It's going to be it's gonna be special. It's going to be good. Who's doing halftime? <sighs> Maroon 5. Oh, I didn't know this was 2005. It's not. Oh. It's 2019, which means they're going to play all their shit music that came out in the past 10 years. Oh, isn't Travis Scott with them, too? Yeah, something weird. But the voice actor for Squidward's introducing them. What? Yeah, you did not hear about that? No. Dude. Okay, so, like, Maroon 5 got announced, and everyone was, like, pissed. They were like, why the fuck is Maroon 5 doing the halftime show? They suck. But, so, on, like, change.org, someone started a petition for... <laughs> Spongebob Squarepants and the bubble like to do the bubble bowl at the halftime show instead and it reached like 2 million signatures really? so the NFL is having Squidward's voice actor <laughs> introduce Rune 5 tomorrow he should just say like and now poetry by, by Gary Adam Levine <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> put your hands together for Maroon 5 <laughs> I can't believe that's actually a real thing. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I heard anyway. I was, I'm pretty sure it's real. So, I hope it is. Because I will literally watch the first five <laughs> seconds of the, of the halftime show and then shut it off. Because I don't give a fuck about Maroon 5. Halftime Heat for wrestling. Hmm? They're doing Halftime Heat. It's like a wrestling match during halftime. They haven't done it in like 20 years. Oh, all right. Yeah. That'd be more entertaining than Maroon 5. Yeah, might, might turn that right, should I Should I say Adam Levine and the rest of the guys? <laughs> And Travis Scott. <laughs> and Travis Scott. Like, what? This doesn't make no sense. It's lit. Oh, yeah. He's going to be like the hype man in the back. Yeah. Just like fucking... It's lit. Jumping up and down. Yeah. He's going to have the mic stand above his head with the flames behind him. Oh, my like God. Like that picture. All right. I think... Uh, oh, wait. we got to give our sketch here. So... We don't know the actual schedule. We don't know the actual schedule, but uh, this will be like our final podcast for a little bit. For the 2018-19 season. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll probably next podcast we'll have probably be our, our debate about Kirk Buzzins. Yeah, we got we got a few uh, debates lined up. We're have I'm probably going to talk a little bit about free agency once it settles down. Maybe the, the, the actual draft, not fantasy draft. Yep. And then, obviously, before the season starts next year, we'll oh. bring, where we bring regular po- weekly podcasts again. Uh, we'll have our pre-draft analysis. And there's going to be a new commissioner. There will be a new commissioner. We're voting on Super Bowl Sunday. Your la- this last episode, you obviously you heard Panacho and Jake Fryer uh, go back and forth with their debate. 
and it's going to be interesting. Yeah, you know, everyone's going to vote this Sunday, tomorrow, for the new commissioner, and I can't wait because I'm not commissioner anymore, which means I can get to focus on whooping that ass, Mason. Nah, you're just going to use that extra time to jerk off more. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> All right, uh, Patriots-Rams. I got the Rams. Maybe he's got the Patriots. Go Pats. Nobody cares what Sousa has because he is a guest. He would, If he was here, he'd say, go Lions. No, he'd say, uh, oh, yeah, dude, I'm a Pats fan. Dude, I'm not a fucking Lions fan. I'm not a Lions fan. I just suck off Jim Schwartz. Even though he's on the Eagles now. <laughs> it sucks. Whatever. He's still trash. Ah, uh, Sousa, I miss you. But you're just a guest. <laughs> All right, Super Bowl tomorrow. Mason. Bye-bye. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Go Pats!